Today's episode is sponsored by Tremont Tavern. Tremont Tavern is at the corner of Hickson Pike and Tremont Street. It is a local favorite neighborhood bar. Most people think it's the number one burger in town. Along with open mic on Tuesday, they have trivia on Monday, free pint night on Wednesday, burger night on Thursday, and live music on the weekends. There is a reason everyone loves Tremont Tavern. You are listening to Open Mic Spotlight with Heatherly Holt. This show features conversations with Chattanooga musicians about the importance of open mic and its influential effect on the Chattanooga music scene. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic Spotlight. I'm your host, Heather Lee Holt, and today we're here with Ryan Oyer. Hi, Ryan. Hello, how are you? Good. Good. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited you're here. He is going to tell us a little bit about himself first. So my name's Ryan Oyer. Um, I grew up in Detroit, and we moved to Chattanooga area when I was um, 13 years old. And uh, basically, I kind of... You got out of there at a good time. Yeah, just before everything kind of fell apart. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I guess it was '98 that I moved here. Started, you know, went through high school in Ringgold actually, and uh, after I went to college at Chat State. What, what was your degree in? Advertising arts, actually, hmm. uh, doing graphic design. So, I've always been kind of like one of those artistic kids, and I like things that are creative, and it just kind of led me into doing graphics and and then of course like music too so Mm -hmm. when did you start playing I started well actually the first instrument I ever played was trumpet and I played in high school I was in marching band and all that Mm -hmm. and then I picked up a guitar when I was 15 and that was when my parents bought me one for Christmas Mm -hmm. after you know years of begging that was when I started learning was 15 and then I started writing at like 18 um, that well, that's when I would consider my songs decent, mm-hmm. um, decent enough to start playing. Call them songs. <laughs> yeah, you know, before that, it, it was just kind of like you'd learn the chords from a song that you like and kind of rearrange them. And uh, <laughs> and and I I always wrote uh, poetry throughout high school and stuff, and so that the songwriting part of it just kind of came naturally to me. It was more learning them. I never really learned theory. I, I mean, I guess in a way I have by, you know, trial and error, mm-hmm. but, um, but I can't sit down and tell you like, you know, why this works and why this doesn't or anything like that. I just know. That it sounds good in your ear. Yeah, exactly. It sounds, it's, it sounds the way that you feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So are you one of those musicians who kind of started playing out randomly or did you, was open mic your first kind of experience with that, like the most of us? I think... The first, I used to write in my room, basically, and friends would come over and I'd play for them or whatever, and they'd all tell me, you know, you need to get out and play. And um, Of course, at the time, I was like, no, nah, I don't really care to. I'm just happy doing this. And mm-hmm. I was recording little four-track demos at my house and had a little Tascam recorder, <laughs> you know, throwing those on MySpace and all that. And basically, uh, one of my friends who's, uh, who's moving back to town, Noah Collins, actually came over to the house and I played him a song and basically he looked at me and said, you need to come out with me to open mic. 
And about the, how old were you then? Um, this was 2008. Well, prior to that, I also played this little coffee shop in Fort Oglethorpe uh, called Hebrews, mm-hmm. and it was kind of my first like foray into you know trying to play out live. And I, basically, you know, just my friends would come, the mm-hmm. ones that have already heard it in my room <laughs> or whatever. And and actually, Noah saw me play there, and that was the point where uh, he came over the house one time and I played him this new song I had written, and he said, "You need to come with me to Tremont." So Tremont was your first open mic. Yeah, that there there was like, I think three open mics that I went to at that time, and it was Tremont Tavern was the first one, and then the Mud Pie, uh, Shaughnessy's when he, when he ran it, Shaughnessy Cargill, and also the Mix, which was Tiffany Taylor and Megan Howard mm-hmm. yeah, ran that the, one together. Megan Howard had had a few stories about Mud Pie and the Mix. Yeah, they were pretty interesting. <laughs> the, the, it, it was those were fun days because. At least in my, I, that was kind of where I was getting my footing mm-hmm. and figuring out like what works and what doesn't. What and, style you wanted to play. Yeah. And what make what makes your songs your songs. Right. Mm-hmm. So the first the song that I played for Noah was um, was Rabbit Hole. So I'll play that for you now. Awesome. And it's kind of the start of everything. So. Got myself into now Here she comes Here she comes Like a slice of heaven She permeates the air She's breaking my heart
Tears away my wheel now She's driving me mad Now she's driving me mad Vanished into thin air Just a gesture got green Seen through a looking glass Now there's no turning back Falling Oh no Losing control Won't you take me down To your rabbit hole Where we could both She got a hold of my soul And she's taking me into This rabbit hole And the further down I go The less I If you know Ryan Oyer, you know Rabbit Hole. <laughs> yeah. Apparently I don't. <laughs> I screwed up the end there. It's okay though. I just, suppose. You just started to zone out. Yeah. I, I wasn't thinking about what I was doing and then, you know, sometimes that <laughs> you happens. probably played that song so much that it's just like. It's almost muscle memory, but then if I start thinking about something else, like it just goes. Oh yeah. Like gone. Uh-huh. Tell us about how you wrote that song, like where you got the inspiration from for that one. Well, when it started, I actually played it a lot slower and it kind of had this like, which I ended up using for another song, but this arpeggiated like. And um, and so, yeah, that kind of cycled back around and I, I used it again, but it, it was kind of. I think the bands I was listening to at the time were a band called Elbow and also uh, The Last Shadow Puppets, which is um, the lead singer of Arctic Monkeys, uh, Alex, and um, Miles Kane uh, make up The Last Shadow Puppets. And they had this, um, every song on their first record kind of sounded like it could be a Bond theme. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was pretty awesome. So I kind of like, I didn't really like nick anything from it, but I just took that influence and like just kind of applied it to that song when I was writing it and that was one of those that like the words to it came rather quickly I think I sat down in less than 30 minutes and it was written after like I had the music first and once the inspiration kind of hit it just like wrote itself really in less than 30 minutes and then it's changed over time um, mm -hmm. as kind of anything does 
kind of, I think part of that is from playing open mic and part of it's, you know, finding something new in it constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in fact, it's going to be on our new record, our new EP that we're putting out in September because I love the way that this band does it. And mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like at least for now, we've got it right, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's almost just like a remix at this point, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've done, uh, you know, on the, it was on my first record on Come Together from 2010. And at that point, like, I think it, it had established itself as to what it was when I was playing it at that time. Mm-hmm. But then, like, right after that, I think I started playing it differently immediately after we recorded it. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, uh, so you have a new record coming out. Yeah. September 23rd. Talk it's, about it. So it's called uh, So Far So Good. And uh, me and my band, the Ryan Oyer Band, all seven of us, uh, worked yeah, there's at, a lot of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we have a violin player, Kelsey, and Stephanie, the viola player. Uh, Megan Howard, who sings and plays star-shaped tambourine. <laughs> um, we've got Matt Shikawa on guitar, Mike McDade on bass, and Todd Garland on drums. And um, we recorded it here at the Soundry, which was an awesome experience. And um, And thanks to Brett for... You know, really working with us on it and making something great, I think. It's four brand new songs and two that I wanted to revisit, one of them being Rabbit Hole. The other one's a song called Miles Away, which was on my second record. And I felt like once, once when, when this band was getting ready to play Nightfall after we did the Road to Nightfall thing, we were working on that tune and I just, I loved the way that the band kind of put it together and, mm-hmm. and and arranged it really, and so that that was, I guess, the catalyst for putting it on this record too. Yeah, and you already have scheduled a um, release, right? Yeah, we're gonna do the Grand Falloon uh, September twenty third. So awesome! Yeah, I'm really, exciting. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's fun. It's gonna be a fun night. It will. Who's opening for you? So right now, that's kind of under wraps. Mm, okay. And I, I have an idea for it, and. I can't really talk about it yet, but um, we'll announce it closer to yeah. it. Everyone anyway. likes surprises. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can't give too much away right yeah. now. So um, I know you're really influenced by, you know, the Beatles. And, I mean, you can hear the sounds of Oasis, mm-hmm. you know. Um, who, that, who, who would we not suspect that you would be influenced by in your playing? Well... I'm pretty influenced by Elliot Smith, I think, especially lyrically, musically. That's like, that's what I want to be, you yeah. know. And and um, in it's fact, it's so funny because I I brought up Elliot Smith with Dan. Yeah, he asked what cover he should play, and uh, said, "You know what I want to hear." <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> okay, keep going. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Elliot was amazing, mm-hmm. and. Um, and I, I think an absolute genius. And Figure Eight is still one of my favorite records of all time. Me too. And probably will be for a long time. Connor Oberst is another, you know, Bright Eyes and, and Connor's solo stuff. And Ryan Adams is another. Elba has been a big influence on me uh, sonically because they just have these layers that these songs just start as almost like nothing, just either like guitar or piano or. Um, and just build to this massive 
sound. Yeah. And I think I, I've always been, I've always loved bands that had strings with them. And, and when we met Jessica, or when I met Jessica, I guess it was a couple of years, I mean, it was a couple of years ago now. Uh, all I remember was that we were doing a communicators gig. It was a New Year's gig, and they asked me to come do uh, Bittersweet Symphony with them. Mm. And um, I was really excited about it. And then when she walked in with a viola, I was like, hello, you know. <laughs> and um, and we immediately, like, basically kind of started working together after that. And then she brought on quite a few other players to play with us throughout uh, the time that she was playing with me. And one of them was Kelsey. And uh, then... When it came time for the Nightfall thing in 2015, Jessica was really busy with Soul Mechanic, and she kind of said, hey, there's this other viola player um, This I went to school with. She's moving to Chattanooga. Do you want to try her out? And so Stephanie came to practice, and immediately I was like, you remind me of my sister. I think we're going to get along. <laughs> and then, of course, like you know, we went through a couple practices, and she goes, by the way, I arrange. And I was like, oh, really? And then... After playing with her for a couple of weeks, I was just like, hey, you want to be in the band? <laughs> you know, so. That's awesome. Mm. So, do you want to play a cover? Love yeah? to. I think it would be a good time for it. Today was gonna be the 
day, but they never throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you're not to do. Cause I don't believe that anybody can feel the way I do about you now. I have to walk and winding All the lights light the way blinding There are many things that I'd like to say to you That I don't know Said maybe Save me And after all You're my wonder And I said maybe You're gonna be the one Save me open mic a little bit mm-hmm. so I guess it was like I don't know three or four years ago when I started going to Tremont and okay. like you're the first person that I remember like associating a person playing at Tremont yeah and Wes before I knew you Wes Oaks and I used to call you Tremont guy <laughs> that's right <laughs> I remember that <laughs> because we knew that every- yeah because the first time I met you, met you, was at Rhythm and Brews, and you said, hey, you're, you're a Tremont guy. Yeah. And I was like, my name's Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and it took me a few times to actually remember the Ryan part, but Tremont guy, like, stuck. And it's, you know, you're yeah. Ryan now. But well, <laughs> I think it's a funny thing. I, I forgot to mention one of my other influences. I'm going back. Um, Jeff Tweedy from Wilco. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Tweedy once said, uh, I got my name from rock and roll, and uh, I guess I get my name from open mic. <laughs> Well, that's for you, Jack Curtin, by the way. <laughs> and it's it's so funny because, I mean, you play out so much now that you don't have as much time for Tremont as much anymore. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I think the thing about Tremont and from my experience, most open mics that I've been involved in is you kind of get this. It's almost like high school mm-hmm. in that, like, there's years where there's this class coming up mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like everybody graduates mm-hmm. and either like starts playing gigs or you know moves off to another city or mm-hmm. whatever it is and um and you kind of just enjoy the company while you have it and while you all are working kind of towards the same goal of yeah. trying to get gigs and and even i mean there there were there was a time where it was like I was trying to get gigs and then it became I just went because that's where my friends were and that's yeah. where you know 
the people that I loved were. Mm-hmm. And and so it's now for me it's it's a treat if I get to go. Yeah. You know? And, and and you used to go every Tuesday. Yeah, I was there. We, yeah. I mean that was like It was like my church. Thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> it was great. But like you have grown into this thing that was like not even close to what it was before. No, like, it's it, it's weird for me to even think about really. I mean, it's crazy. And so I guess You've kind of already talked about it, but I was going to inch towards like how open mic and Tremont, you know, mm-hmm. any open mic, but it's, you know, different at Tremont, how it's kind of influenced your whole musical career, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, I walked into Tremont and basically played a couple times at open mic and Mike McDade actually came up to me and said, um, do you have a demo? And I was like, well, I have these like little four tracks that I'm making at home, you know? And he's like, no, do you have like a professional demo? And I was like, no. And he goes, well, why don't you come make one? And, um, <laughs> and so I came over to his house and um, Gail was asleep in the bed and I was sitting there, you know, recording Alone Without You and Dear John and Rabbit mm-hmm. Hole and Say You'll Be Mine and a couple of the tracks that, that was basically kind of the start of uh the come together record mm-hmm. and which start it started as a demo demo basically and um and then of course as i met more musicians like Rick Rushing and like Megan Howard and Butch Ross and countless others there's way too many for me to name i basically just kind of started asking them to come play on this demo which ended up turning into the album and from there and even i guess to go back further it was the first time that somebody came up to me. Dustin, uh, from D- Dustin Show, came up to me after I played and was like, "Hey, do you want a gig?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wait, what? You're gonna pay me? <laughs> like, and feed me? Yeah, you know, where do I sign up?" <laughs> and um, and it just kind of blew my mind that anybody like cared about it enough for to hear it, mm-hmm. you know. And to me, it was just like I was just at home venting, it's, writing songs. It's everything, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's so awesome. And now you're, I mean, like you're a household name in Chattanooga, I feel like. Eh, I wouldn't go that far. It's but. pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. <laughs> well, thanks. Do you want to play another one of your songs? Sure, we'll do. So this song actually, um, speaking of household names, uh, this song is going to be used in a film um, that a local Chattanooga uh, film company is producing. And uh, they contacted me while I was at Tremont actually playing a gig and sent me a Facebook message that said, hey, we'd like to use your song. And um, so I asked them a bunch of questions about the film. And, and actually, they told, they told me a little bit first. And I was like, yeah, that sounds really cool. Let's do it. So, mm-hmm. um, so they're going to use my, my song. And this is called Zoe Deschanel, I Think You're Swell. Zoe Deschanel, 
Fall beneath your spell You know you've got those kind of eyes Once you caption mine I'd be so lucky To find a girl like you If you couldn't tell I've got a major crush on you I bet you'd like me too If you weren't acting Inside of my TV And I really think you're swell And I fall underneath your spell Well, I bet that we could get along Write each other songs and make a record Just how happy we could be Well, that we should never meet at all You I'd never fall Maybe it's just as well Miss Deschanel I think you're swell That's actually one of my favorites that you do <laughs> Right on I remember when you wrote that song, actually Yeah, it was funny I'd, um uh, years ago, I'd gone to visit in UGA, and mm. some of my friends were going there. And um, we, after a night of you know going out on the town and kind of checking out the city, we came back to my friend's apartment, and his roommate, whoops, his roommate <laughs> brought out um, her portable record player, and it was the first time that in my adult years that I remember listening to vinyl. And she brought it out on a balcony, and we just sat there and listened and. And I just absolutely fell in love with Zoe. And I was like, wait a minute, she sings? And she's that actress? Yeah. Like, you know. And if you don't know, Zoe, Zoe Deschanel is the uh, main chick on New Girl. But she's also like an awesome... New, New Girl kind of came after the fact. She's done some stuff with M. Ward mm-hmm. and her own stuff. And is it called She and Him? She and Him, yeah. But I'll never forget... Um, it was like a couple years, after, maybe not that long after... At one time, you said something along the lines of, was it Ben Gibbard? Like, you heard Benjamin Gibbard's album or something, and oh, it completely yeah. changed your opinion on her. Uh, the last <laughs> Death Cab album, was, I mean, if you listen to Black mm-hmm. Sun and oh, watch gosh. the video, it's like, you know exactly who he's like, talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you know, album. And so it's, it's kind of like, I listened to that record, and I was thinking, like, please, you know, just don't change my opinion. Of, <laughs> but, I mean, regardless, you know, it's... You know that's that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> that that's the the 
trouble you get into if you date a, a songwriter, especially. Oh yeah. You know he's gonna he's gonna tell his side. Mm-hmm. And a songwriter in the spotlight who's a really good songwriter too. Yeah. You know, he's yes he's epic. Now we will take a short break and hear a little bit about our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Tremont Tavern. Tremont Tavern is at the corner of Hickson Pike and Tremont Street. It is a local favorite neighborhood bar. Most people think it's the number one burger in town. Along with open mic on Tuesday, they have trivia on Monday, free pint night on Wednesday, burger night on Thursday, and live music on the weekends. There is a reason everyone loves Tremont Tavern. So this is my favorite part of the show when I like everyone to tell some stories about Mm. open mic that they've experienced, Um, whether it's about you or about someone else, something interesting or goofy or Mm -hmm. weird. So the weirdest thing, I think, um, there used to be this guy named Rich and uh, who was nicknamed by Megan Howard um, Vociferous. And uh, she called him that because he was a adjunct teacher at UTC. And he came up to her after she was playing at, at the mix and her and Tiffany were singing together and he said something about like, you guys sound like angels. And she just went, well, you're very vociferous. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so anyway, Rich used to come out to open mic at Tremont Tavern and to the mix. And um, he would set up a karaoke machine or not a karaoke machine. He would set up like a CD player. And he would basically hit play on this disc, and I can't remember the song. And it was something about chicken. That's all I remember. And he would, uh, he would, it, and it was either like those darlings or or something. I don't remember. But anyway, um, he would dance around the room basically. And and you know, there there are times when like everybody was just like, "What is this?" You know. And, and, and he did it more than once. Yeah, I mean, this happened week after week at a point. <laughs> And then this eventually led up to this point where, like, he got up and um, and was doing this thing, and it was just a night where, like, everybody in the room loved it. Yeah. And I'm standing there just going, like, what is this? And uh, I guess it became like an <laughs> like performance art, or you know? like an acquired taste almost. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. People got used to it, and then they like looked forward to it. Right, right. And you know, he but he wouldn't leave it to just like he would sometimes do his dancing while like. Everybody was playing, and so it was, it was kind of a lesson in, like, don't get distracted. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> if you're like me and, you know, you get distracted by everything in the world, um, you basically just kind of have to close your eyes and keep going and, yeah. or, you know, just completely ignore it and, and, and do your thing. But, um, but yeah, I, I kind of had to learn to shut it out for some things. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, the, he would just do his thing and everybody just got into it this night. And then following that, um, there was another guy named James who used to come out and he would play rain stick with everybody. <laughs> and, um, and one night Mike had brought his piano and this guy got up there and absolutely killed Beethoven in front of us all. And we were all just like, and you don't mean killed it like good. I, I mean, really good. Oh, he was good. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, and, and and we were all just staring at at him like, Who what are you this? doing bringing the rain stick? Like, why, why, yeah. why aren't you doing that like week after yeah. week? That was amazing, you know? Yeah. That, 
that night, like there must have been some kind of like full moon going on or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, it, those were, you meet some characters in open mic, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, some sometimes I sit there and wonder if like that's the way they really are, or if it's mm-hmm. like their persona. Because mm-hmm. um, you never know. You only meet them like that night, yeah. you know, or, you know, over a couple nights or mm-hmm. whatever it is. But, you know, yeah. I feel like after so many years of doing open mic at Tremont, you've kind of like, I feel like that you're kind of like squad or crew is like people from Tremont a lot, a lot of them. Yeah, quite a bit of them. Um, So I feel like that you probably have maybe like a special moment here or there. hmm. Do you have any of those? There's been so many things. Uh, Watching Mike and Gail get married at Tremont during Mm -hmm. open mic was Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. And and such a cool thing to be a part of. And mm-hmm. like literally it was, you know, Cardin Smith married them and then like I got up and played right afterwards and and that was their first dance was one of my songs. And uh, it was really cool, you know, and, and surreal at the same time. Like uh that that stands out as like the most special moment I've had at Open Mic. Um that I can think of at the moment mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it's you know, there's memories that like I'll have for a lifetime yeah. of that place, mm-hmm. and to, I mean, it, to me, it is. It's kind of like Cheers. It's like everybody knows you. Jump started your musical career, you know. It totally did. Yeah. It totally. Did. In, in fact, uh, when we went to do the record cover, um, I was like, "Well, we need to shoot at Tremont because mm-hmm. that's the start of everything," mm-hmm. you know, for this new EP. Even yeah, it's. I, I wouldn't be here without that place, I would mm-hmm. think, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very special place mm-hmm. for me, too, and for a lot of people, I think. Mm-hmm. So do you want to play another cover? We'll do. So I'm going to do a Beatles song. Beatles are probably my biggest influence, so. I mean, that's kind of a cliche answer, I guess, because <laughs> pretty much you can't not be influenced by them in some way. Mm-hmm. But, um... I love them. I've loved them since I was, you know, old enough to recognize music. So. Mm-hmm. Let me take you down, cause I'm going to. Strawberry field Nothing is real There's nothing to get on about Strawberry fields forever Living is easy with your eyes closed Misunderstandings all you see It's getting hard to be someone But it all works out It doesn't matter much to me Let me take you down Cause I'm going to Strawberry field 
nothing's real There's nothing to get hung about Strawberry fields forever Well, no one I think is in my tree I mean, it must be I alone That is, you can't, you know, tune in, but it's alright That is, I think it's not too bad Let me take you down, cause I'm going to Strawberry Fields Nothing's real There's nothing to get hung about Strawberry fields forever Always know Sometimes I think it's me But you know I know if it's a dream That is, I think, I mean, yes, but it's all wrong That is, I think, I disagree So let me take you down Cause I'm going to Strawberry Fields Nothing is real There's nothing to get hung about Strawberry fields forever Strawberry fields forever Strawberry fields forever That's a good one. That is a good one. So, what do you like to do besides music? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> Go see shows. Go see my friends play a lot. I've gotten into um, like doing things that are more active recently, like going out to going out hiking and rafting and kind of those kind of things. My girlfriend's more into him. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I go with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, my life is kind of like, it's always been around music. Mm-hmm. And so even, I like to go to show, like, big concerts too. I've seen, this summer's been really cool because I've seen Noel Gallagher and going to see Connor Obers. Next week I'm going to see Ryan Adams. Like, going to see, like, all my influences this summer, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah, I, I, I just... My life kind of revolves around music, I suppose. I think I can relate to that. Yeah. (laughs) Other than that, doing art and painting and things like that, I still, on occasion, do that. Which, I mean, it's obvious because you're a graphic designer, so you had to to come from somewhere, you know? Mm. And and that's what your job is, too, right? Yeah, that's what I do for my day job. 
is um, graphic design. Mm-hmm. And um, what kind of things do you do? Right now, I mean, I, I do marketing and pretty much email ads and fax flyers. The company I works work for does faxes still, so I do a lot of like line art and things like that, which it's pretty fun. It's like drawing with the mouse, basically. Mm-hmm. But um, I really got into when I was in going to Chat State for advertising arts. Um, all those pro, all the Adobe programs, and well, I had those classes during high school too, which was basically like I just absolutely fell in love with being able to kind of manipulate photos and and then later, you know, learning about fonts and all those things and all the fun stuff that you get to use when you make posters and CD covers and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and you and you do that a lot for yourself too. Yeah, um, it kind of helps to not have to. Not have to, you know, shop that out, and and on occasion I still do because I'll be busy with like other things, and you know, there, there's some points where you're like, I don't, I just, I'm tired of my own input on it. Like mm-hmm. I want somebody else's. It kind of depends. It's just however I'm feeling mm-hmm. at that point and about it. You know, yeah. if I want to be less involved, it's nice to be able to say, hey, so and so, can you? But it is so nice to be able to do that too, though. Oh, totally. Totally. When yeah, when somebody says like, "Hey, we need this," or you know, the show's coming up, let's make a poster for it. Whatever mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you like to go see music as much as the rest of us who like to go see music. Like mm-hmm. you said, what is your favorite place in town to go see music? I know it's a hard question, and you don't want to leave anyone out. But you know, like where the sound and like the climate just meld together to make like a really good experience for everyone all around. You know, I always enjoy nightfall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's such a cool thing to be able to, you know, go downtown and see regional acts and see my friends opening. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my favorite events that we have. I always love going to Tremont no matter what. And you know, I've, I've enjoyed some shows at track 29. Uh, Jack White was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not like. It's usually it just depends on who I want to go see, mm-hmm. and um and who's playing. You know, I still like going to see Danimal at Brujas. You know. Oh yeah. And oh totally on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, it's for me. It's about I get free time and I get to go mm-hmm. see somebody, mm-hmm. which is cool. So. Yeah, totally. I think I want to hear you play another song. So this one's off the uh, the new EP. And uh, it's going to be the single, and we're doing, we've actually been shooting a music video for it too with uh, Rob Walborn and Good Family Productions, and had a lot of help from a lot of people around town. So it's going to be fun to kind of see it all come together. Mm-hmm. And this is called So Far So Good. Driving alone down the road till they find their way back home. So come and sit with me while we could talk until we've lost all count of the miles, and I'll do what I can just to make you smile. 
Someone's there looking up for me I've been stumbling around searching for some kind of peace And I found it the second you smiled at me So far, so, so far, so good So far, so, so far, so good excited about this album that's coming out. Me too. Yeah. It's been a lot of work that you've put into it. You know what's funny is like this one's come together quicker than any of the other ones, which mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of it has to do with the way we did it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got to work as a band prior to going into the studio, mm -hmm. having at least an idea of what we wanted. And, um, and them having their input um, helped me a lot, you know, because most of the time the, the, my previous records... They were kind of built off of my demo, uh, just like the first one, you know, like just kind of learned. That's how I had learned how to make a record. And not that that's the best way. It was just the way that we had to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I enjoyed working on, with my band on this one. And I think it, it shows that, you know, we, we need the songs first. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I know that it's probably hard to see past September 23rd because that's going to be a big day for you. But where do you see yourself going? Do you see yourself maybe trying new things possibly? Or where do you see yourself as a musician 
heading towards after this release? Anything new that you that you're thinking you maybe want to try or? You know, I think the big thing is that we're going to try to regionally tour mm-hmm. and like kind of hit the areas that are like four hours from Chattanooga. Yeah, and I stuff definitely like think that. you need and, to do that. Um, we've been working on it for a while and there's been some places that have shown some interest. And I think, you know, releasing this record is going to help us too because we'll have that momentum of it mm-hmm. pushing forward. So that's kind of my next goal is to kind of start getting... I play around Chattanooga about as much as Danimal yeah, does. So, you, do. you know, I'm like, and, and branching out past Chattanooga is the yeah. next point for you. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it's, it's been kind of calling for it for a while and I've been putting it off. I and, feel like at this point, like you're basically being like pushed out of Chattanooga. Like there's not much more I could do. Or like pulled out of Chattanooga. <laughs> like you need to come here and play. Yeah. You know, in fact, what's cool is like when we take this trip out to Denver, I'm hitting some open mics. And, yeah, uh, talk about that a little bit before we go. You're you're about to leave this weekend, right? Yeah, we're driving up. Um, basically, kind of spur of the moment. Well, not it's not spur of the moment. We decided about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we found out that Ryan Adams was playing Red Rocks, and so my girlfriend texted me while, while I was like pulling in into work, and uh, she said Ryan Adams is playing Red Rocks. Do you want to go? And I was like, Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and she goes, you better not be lying because because uh, I'm crying right now. And I was like, I, you know, I'm fighting back tears as I'm like, yes, uh-huh. let's go, you know. And it, it's going to be a really cool trip for me. I've never been out west. Hopefully, you know, we're going to I'm going to play at least one open mic in Denver. And there's another one in Boulder. It'll be cool to kind of see how I do elsewhere. And, you know, that's just like another situation of open mics helping open doors for yeah. musicians, you know? Yeah. Such a wonderful thing. And what an awesome note to end on. <laughs> exactly. Bringing it back full circle. Yes. I like this thing. That just happened. So thank you so much for coming. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you giving your time, and I appreciate Brett having us here at the beautiful Soundry and making this happen and making it sound awesome, too. Yeah. So thank you, Brett, and thank you to the Soundry And thank you for listening. That's it. The end. Cheers. Open Mic Spotlight has been brought to you in part by and recorded at The Soundry with your host, Heather Lee Holt. Edited and made possible by Mr. Brett Nolan. Today's episode is sponsored by Tremont Tavern. Tremont Tavern is at the corner of Hickson Pike and Tremont Street. It is a local favorite neighborhood bar. Most people think it's the number one burger in town. Along with Open Mic on Tuesday, they have trivia on Monday, free pint night on Wednesday, burger night on Thursday, and live music on the weekends. There is a reason everyone loves Tremont Tavern. 